Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. This is Promo Cares Radio. My name is Roger Burnett, co founder and president of Promo Cares. Promo Cares is a 100% volunteer initiative created to lift up and recognize companies in the promotional products industry using their businesses as superpowers for social good. We help suppliers, distributors, decorators, service providers, and end buyers alike become a bridge for positive social impact. We do this through best practice sharing, online and in-person collaboration efforts, and helping organizations with their give back work by marketing their efforts and telling their stories. It's been a wonderful, difficult, time-consuming, but immensely rewarding year of Promo Cares Radio podcasts. And as we close the calendar year that is 2018, it seems only fitting to take a look back at the nine hours of conversation had on the podcast this year. In doing so, a number of themes revealed themselves and specific guests brought compelling thought processes to the reasons behind using their businesses as superpowers for social good. So join me, if you will, as we take a look at these themes and examine how our guests express the commonality amongst them, regardless of their position, gender, age, background, or experience. Not only were many of the episodes inspirational and often educational, there were a number of jaw-dropping moments shared by our guests this year. Listen in as they share their tales about the fascinating, life-changing, and otherwise noteworthy stops on their journey toward purpose. And that, I had, I have to just say thank you, United States of America, promotional product industry. I love you. You know, it turns out one of my clients is Nicaraguan. I flew to Nicaragua for the very first time with her, and I traveled her father's free trade coffee plantation and met a hundred agricultural farm workers, children, not children who work on the farm. And, and then from there, she went with me to the Atlantic Caribbean coast where Island was. And she walked the Island with me for the first time. One of my own clients. How cool. When this all happened. And because he, he, he was working at a special needs summer camp to begin with. Um, he wanted to come to America no matter what the cost. And there was like a little thing you have to fill out called Camp America, where they, they commission Europeans to come and, and, and work at these American summer camps and be camp counselors. Uh, and he was filling out the form and it, it said, would you ever work at a special needs summer camp? And, uh, you could put yes, no, maybe. And he was like, oh no, I wouldn't do that. Can you? It's like impossible to imagine. Like, I mean, no. It's now he runs this whole thing and has overseen this whole thing become as successful as it has. I can't imagine it. And he checked maybe because his dad was like, "Keep your options open. You're more likely to go if you right. just check maybe." And that maybe box now changed the course of 39 employees, wow. 70 families, like Nicole and Stella, who became the co-founders of this this entire thing, all from that maybe box. And it came to it. I could use this platform that we have to do some amazing things. Now, I'll tell you just a quick story. I, I had, um, you know, I visited factories for a long time, and several years ago there was a, uh, a, a factory in Bangladesh that collapsed, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people died, and it was a really horrific event, and um, it was news 
globally for for weeks and I I kind of said I, I, at the time I was thinking about it a lot because I'm like gosh you know I'm in this I'm a part of this industry that um, you know has, has um, you know contributed to these you know, a lot of people who lost their lives um, I'm also a part of this industry that I think has this capability to do kind of some amazing things because it's a, a low capital industry. It hires a lot of unskilled workers. It tends to hire um, a lot of women. Um, and so I started thinking about it a lot and I started doing a little bit of research. And one of the things that I found um, was that when you looked at like development metrics for countries and whether it was things like um, infant mortality rates or GDP growth or, you know, any like real measurable development, one of the number one predictors of success was, um, you know, economic security for women and empowerment of women. And it was this like light bulb a little bit for me to say like, gosh, well, our industry is positioned so well to support that if it's done in, in mm-hmm. the right way. Um, and so I got, it's what got me excited. So I tell people, I've said this for a couple of years now, like what we do is sell shirts and bags and hats, but that's not why we do it. Um, the why for us was this, is this ability to really affect kind of positive change kind of in the world. And so that has been, um, you know, and to have this platform that we have to be able to do it. So that's what's really gotten me excited. And I think a lot of the people um, who work here have kind of followed us on that journey and got really excited about about kind of- from design starting to become something. Um, he reached out to me in sort of the late 2012 and said, I think this might end up being something. And he was like, there's a lot of things I need done at this organization that aren't my skill set. And he goes, if I was at home, I was thinking I would call Tim Howe and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll call him and see, maybe he'll help me with X, Y, or Z. And he was like, then I thought, whatever, I'm going to call him anyway. It's New York. Why isn't he going to want to come? So I came out originally to just visit, but Pat being who he is and me so well, he'd be like, oh, you'd be so useful if only we knew how to do this. And that's my personality. I love being useful so much that I moved three and a half thousand <laughs> miles and dropped my old life changed the course of my life, did a master's in nonprofit administration to be of service to Spectrum and just give my entire life pretty much to this. It's people in the millennial generation. I mean, millennials, everyone rolls their eyes when they think about millennials, but millennials want purpose. And actually, in many ways, we're demanding it. And before you know it, we're going to be the consumers of the world and we're going to invest with our dollars. And even as a scrappy business owner myself, like I've spent more money on a B Corp business card. And I'm convinced that when I make those strategic investments, that people are then going to want to work with me because they know I vote with my dollars, I live my values, and in turn, you can trust me as an organization to truly want to serve you. So uh, the the business started out of my my dorm room in college. So needless to say, there was a lot of room for growth. Right. <laughs> Where I started, really just um, I just remember selling headbands to to students on campus um, to 
knocking on doors that were, you know, stores in the area and, and just begging them to give me a chance to carry my headbands. The heart of everything I've written about is either doing the little things and leveraging the power of the gift to be able to create an experience for either your customers or your employees. And I think, you know, we're now up to seven colors. I'm, I'm working on the eighth color in the series. And I think maybe fundamentally, red is right up there in terms of, I think, the most important um, important thing I've contributed throughout the entire series. And if we can help entwine those two things even further and make giving a part of buying, I think that that is a, that is a notion that can significantly change the world. The bottom line was I just wanted to do something to help. I'm just so tired of sitting around saying, you know, s- you know, stay strong, keep, keep you in my prayers. I wanted to actually physically do something that made a difference. And so he's shooting one over the bow to businesses. Like, tell them to look out for these stakeholders as well as the shareholders. Right. And I think that we've learned that, you know, as companies and, and those in, in the decision-making seats that – we should budget not just on this sort of cash donation, give back level. You know, we could use in-kind donations. I think about promotional products as such a great way where we can share our industry's value with nonprofits and helping them market and grow and raise funds, but also volunteer hours, getting employees involved, getting ambassadors in the company who can bring coworkers together, employee engagement opportunities, bring their clients and suppliers or families along for the ride. And all that's to say is, like you said, Stan, it's, it's about client retention and productivity, brand reputation. Mm-hmm. And it's just plain good. It's smart to use your business in a way to be a superpower for good in this world. Danny, I, I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> it used to be, <clears throat> you know, it was an or situation. You had to either seek profit where you had to seek purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend David Howitt calls it the tyranny of or. And I believe in more of a yes and type of philosophy. And I think you can have both profit and purpose. It's not about, you can be, um, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to settle going forward. And I think, the studies show that companies that actually drew, do develop that strong purpose and live it actually outperform. So this is no longer. A- I mean, I was wafting in and out of lucidity and I said, I, I got it. I got it. I'm going to find an island somewhere in the world and call it Portamagor, like the fictional place in my children's picture book. And that one that one moment of, you know, wafting in and out of lucidity yeah. basically changed the course of my life. Huh. That, um, you, you know, as a small business, you feel like um, you're never going to be able to afford this kind of high-level talent. Um, but when you do have, you know, a mission that, that's meaningful, uh, people want to use their time and skills and talents to be a part of that. Um, so we've been able to have great people with an ama- like an amazing variety of skill sets to, to join the team and, um, you know, and be able to, to afford that. And also uh, they grow as the company grows. They are awesome. And I, I, Ryan Moore did, is Ryan Moore is, a, I think, a founder or a co-founder of All Made. 
when we first started and we were yep. doing this whole yep. thing with, 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 with autism and we were this, it was this tiny, it was all an idea. Um, he sent us an entire batch of inks, by the way, just as a site about the guy behind all made, I sent us an entire, like a, like a palette full of water-based inks right at the beginning, just because he was like, I, I love what, yeah, he's yeah, like, I love what you're doing. It was then uh, they, uh, Ryanette. He had this whole the amazing Ryanette. And he was the guy who we were watching in the videos, teaching us how to do stuff. And here he was on the phone saying, take some inks, do it, change yeah. the industry. You know, I've always kind of felt like it's good for business as well as good for humanity to sort of do the right thing. Right. And, 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 and shoot, I'm as guilty as anybody of writing a $500 check. I try and, you know, have everybody, you know, think that I'm like really terrific. I don't tell them how much. <laughs> All right. You know, I mean, I, if I can market the value of that, you know, donation or that, uh, that work, I will definitely do that. Right. Um, so I think it's good business as well as, as sort of doing the right thing. 